The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is indeed 707 Monday evening. That can mean only one thing. It is time to make you smarter when it comes to your workplace rights and knowing what's right, what's wrong, the questions to ask, and always be on guard. You can call anytime. This is a live show. It is for your benefit, and you make the show even better. 416-870-6400 is the number. Yeah, Andrew's here. We're going we're gonna to cover a few topics tonight, including rights of older employees and an aging workforce. That is on the way. You want to send an email along? We'll try to get to some of those over the next hour, 48 minutes or so, and that is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And anytime you want to uh, learn more about employment law on your own, you're uh, riding the subway or, you know, just kind of at home one night, going, oh, God, I wish the show was on. It's not a Monday, Wednesday, or a Saturday, or a Sunday here on 640. You can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There's so much to be learned there. And included in that is the severance pay calculator. Absolutely free, absolutely anonymous, but there is a contact button at the top right if you want to carry forth and get a hold of uh, you know, Lior or Andrew, a member of the team, you can do that as well. Again, 416-870-6400, live show for your benefit, employment hour, employment law show. Let's get it happening. Andrew, what do you got for us for the uh, the week that was, brother? How are you? I'm well, John. How are you? Beautiful. I'm ready to, ready to, ready to do it, man. Perfect. Well, one thing I want to address off the top, for the, those who listen to the show all the time, they'll know that we talk all the time about the fact that if you are put on a temporary layoff, the vast majority of people have the right to treat that as a termination, right? We mm-hmm. talk about this all yep. the time. Oh, yeah. So, some people choose to go down that road. Some people choose to wait and see. A lot of people want to be recalled back to work. They don't want to go after their severance, right? So what I'd like to discuss briefly is the fact that as of July 24th, uh, 2020, so about two weeks ago, the emergency order ended in Ontario. And as a result of that, those individuals who are on a temporary layoff, they are entitled to be reinstated to their job by September 8th, 2020. So for those individuals out there who are listening that haven't decided if they want to claim, you know, pursue their severance, if they want to claim constructive dismissal, they should know that because the emergency order is now over, they have the right to be reinstated by September 8th, 2020. So for a lot of people, it gives them a sense of finality in the sense that they know when they're either going to be Mm -hmm. recalled or know that they won't. So it's good news. It gives people some clarity, at least in some regard. So what do you think? uh, I mean, from people who call you at the office, what is their, what's their big fear as far as doing one or the other? Is it a matter of, no, I love my job and I don't want to, I don't want to give it up and pursue severance and go through that route. Or it's just the fact that the other one's going, I'm just waiting till September and then I'm, I'm free and clear and I can work with you or Lior and get it happening? What's the sense you're getting in the street as far as you know? I think it's a little bit of both. I think, yeah. you know, a lot of people, they, you know, I see both sides of the coin. So sometimes I see a company that's clearly trying to take advantage of the COVID-19 situation and get rid of a bunch of people that they've been gunning to get rid of, but didn't want to give severance to. So they're putting them all in a temporary layoff, right? And then there's a whole bucket of people that work for smaller employers, mid-sized employers, that in fact sympathize and can see firsthand that the company is struggling because of the economic downturn caused by this pandemic. So a lot of those people, I tell them like, you know, you can pursue your severance now if that's what you're interested in, 
but a lot of people in that boat are more kind of sympathetic to the employer and they, they're long service people. It's more like a family, a smaller company. So they prefer yeah. to wait it out and, and kind of see what happens. But at the same time, even people in that boat, they do want some finality. They, they don't want to wait around forever. You can't afford to wait around forever. So uh, this is helpful in that regard for sure. Again, 416-870-6400 live tonight, uh, ready to take your phone calls and your questions. 416-870-6400, help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. Rights of older employees in an aging workforce. Man, you got that right. You want to rewind the clock 30 years, and it's a completely different animal. But this is not just in uh, you know Toronto, Ontario, or Canada. This is worldwide. So I want to cover this topic. I don't. I think we've touched on this with phone calls we've had in the past, maybe a few emails, but this is a dedicated segment. I think it's the first time we've done this, so it's it's good to get uh, to sink our teeth into it. First of all, can the employer fire an older employee because of their age? Okay, so that is just a hard no. That's just an unequivocal yeah. no. Um, I hope most people know that, but if they don't, there you go. You cannot be fired because of your age. Um, that's protected under the human rights code here in Ontario. Age is what's, what's called a protected ground. So if, you're, if your employer fires you because you're older and because of your age, that's discriminatory. So if that happens, I mean, the employer can do it, but, but if that happens, not only are you entitled to severance, but you'd also be entitled to human rights damages because the employer breached your, your rights under the human rights code in the province. So that's a big no, definite no. You know, it was funny, and this is uh, related to this. I remember uh, it must have been a few years ago, and I know Lior's brought it up a couple times on the show in the past. And he, he had a client years ago, came to him, was an older guy, and had been working the company for some years. And the the employer didn't so much as come and say, you know what, pal, you're getting a little long in the tooth. You know, here's your hat, what's your hurry, out the door you go. He didn't say that, but slowly but surely started leaving pamphlets about, you know, golf resorts and timeshares in Florida and things you can do when you retire. And it really started to bother the guy. I mean, would that be under some sort of harassment thing at work, even though it's, it's you know, it's, it's, he's kind of doing it a bit of a velvet hammer, but he's kind of edging towards the guy saying, you know, you might want to think about getting out of my company because you're looking a little long in the tooth. Is that a problem? Yeah, certainly that's a problem. I mean, employers, not all of them are going to, you know, so transparently say, you know, <laughs> you're 65, you're gone. Um but but that would be discriminatory just just that conduct in and of itself you know right. that happens all the time they'll be called into meetings and say oh, oh you know when are you thinking about retiring you know and it's right. like well, well why are you asking me that question obviously yeah. it's because i'm an older employee so if yeah. your employer is doing things like you just described that could be considered discriminatory conduct and behavior and mm -hmm. even though you haven't been let go from your job number one you could pursue human rights damages just based on the right. conduct and number two if it's such a toxic work environment that you just don't feel comfortable working there because you clearly are, are fe feeling pushed out because of your age you can claim a, what's called constructive dismissal and almost treat your employment as being terminated and pursue your severance just as if you were terminated. Again, 714, we are live here. The, uh, the phone number, 416-870-6400, Employment Law Show. If this is the day you've been waiting to call in, make it happen. Call for yourself or on behalf of a friend or a family member who might be a little bit of a hot water in the uh, the workplace, for sure. Call them in, and we'll, uh, we'll get some answers happening. Rights of older employees. So an older employee, 
is you know they're they're still they, they go to work every day they're you know they're gung ho but they become a little less less productive right what are the what are the employer's options when it comes down to a person like that well that that's actually a tricky question because it really depends i mean people don't become less productive just simply because of their age typically what happens is as you get older you tend to develop more health problems right and as you develop more health problems, that can impact your productivity. It's not just right. because you've turned a year older, you're now less productive than you were last year, right? Yeah. Um, so it depends. I mean, if the employer, if the employee rather explains to the employer, look, you know, I'm, I'm not as fast at my job anymore. If it's a physical job, maybe they have arthritis or something going on. But if they have a physical ailment, the employer actually has to accommodate that person um, because they have the obligation to do so. So if you're an employer, you cannot let someone go if you know that the the diminishing productivity is a result of their age specifically or their corresponding health issues. Again, just like the other examples, you could face uh, as an employer a human rights claim in addition to your severance entitlements, right? So a good employer, what they would do is they canvas why the productivity has gone down and give the employee mm -hmm. a chance to explain. Um, if an employee is simply becoming less productive because they're checked out and they're not interested anymore and they just decide, hey, I'm not into it, an employer can certainly let that person go. They, they would just have to give them their severance. But if it's because of their age or health problems, the employer has to be very careful. They cannot let that person go um, if they know that the decreased productivity is tied to either the age or the health issues. So let's look at it from the angle of the employee. Should that employee or should an employee talk to their employer if they find that they're struggling at their job? It's it's going to be giving them some agita, right? They don't they feel bad. They can't they can't maybe take the load like they did before. Should they be talking to their employer or just kind of wait it out? No, I mean absolutely they should talk to their employer, especially if there's a decent reason why, right? Because if the employee, you know, the big mistake that I see almost all the time is an employee that's scared to share certain things with the right. employer, right? right. It, it happens during, in, in harassment claims all the time. People are harassed at work. They said, I've been harassed for six months, eight months, a year. And I say, have you ever filed a complaint? Have you ever talked to anyone about it? And uh, you'd be surprised how often the answer is just simply no. And you can't hold an employer um, liable for things that they don't know about right so sure. if the employee is struggling at their job because they have health problems as a result of you know getting older and things are going on but the employer has no idea that that exists and they let that person go that that employee is going to have a hard time claiming it was discriminatory their termination right or if they're punished or something like that when the employer has no idea so the best thing you can do as an employee if you, if you notice your performance is going down and you think there's a valid reason for it Talk to your employer, let them know of issues that you're having, and if they're related to your health, then the employer has an obligation to accommodate you and try to find ways to help you out to improve your performance or maybe switch up your tasks a little bit such that you're okay to perform them. We're talking about dealing with an aging workforce and how it affects you in your job. Got another uh, talking point in that regard coming up here. And your phone calls as we get into a break. you got some time. 416-870-6400. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. We'll be right back. Lots more on the way. The Monday night edition, Employment Law Show, Global News Radio. The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. 
Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back, indeed. It is 721. Good to have you along. You want to make that phone call? The phone lines are open. We are live. You've got plenty of time for you. 416-870-6400 is the way to do that. You want to send along an email? It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And any time at all, lots more employment law information, like having a lawyer with you at all times, pocket employment lawyer. That is free. That is anonymous. And uh, there's lots of stuff to be gleaned there as far as employment law is concerned. Okay, one more talking point for this one. I guess the uh, the obvious, the elephant in the room. When it comes to rights of uh, older employees entering the aging workforce, how is severance pay calculated for older employees? Well, severance pay is essentially calculated the same for all employees, right? So you're going to look at the individual's age. You're going to look at their length of service what job they held, and how hard it's going to be for that individual to find a new job. So one of the criteria that I just listed, of course, is age. So the older the employee is, the greater their entitlement to severance will be. So if two people have an identical job with the same length of service, but one is 35 and one is 65, you can rest assured that that 65-year-old is going to be entitled to more severance than the 35-year-old, very simply. Is there other factors that would go into that uh, calculation just based on age, or is that basically the main one? Well, age age is a huge one. Um, yeah. The position itself is a huge one. And, um, you know, also, think, really, it just comes down to the individual circumstance and how hard it's going to be for that person to find a new job, right? So the reason why older employees get better severance than younger is because courts have recognized that, there is going to be some deal of prejudice when they go to job interviews. If, if you're interviewing someone who's 65 and 35, it's undoubtedly going to be easier for the 35-year-old to get the job, uh, right, if it's the same position and they have the same qualifications. The employer just thinks that they might get more years out of that person. So right, right. so age is, is, is huge. Age is one of the definitely the primary factors. If Again, you know, medical issues can be another one. If an, employee, if an employee has certain medical issues that require accommodation in the workplace mm-hmm. and it's going to be harder for them to get a new job, that person could also be entitled to a greater severance package right. because if they're going to have a hard time. If they, if they have to go to a job interview and say, oh, by the way, I can only work six hours a week and I need A and I need B and I need all these things to happen for me to work here, it, it's going to be difficult for them to land that job. So they might get a better severance as well. By the way, you want to reach out any time to, uh, to Andrew or Lior, a member of their team. That's uh, really simple. You want to have more of a private conversation, one 821 5900 But here and now, it is 416-870-6400. You know, it's, it's interesting, too, because I have a, a friend of uh, my sister-in-law who was let go recently. And speaking of age, she was, uh, she was 66, I believe, or 67, had worked for this individual for about 30-plus years. And uh, this individual was uh, was shutting things down, let her go, said, here you go, here's your two weeks, uh, last pay, your vacation pay for two weeks, it's been a wonderful three decades, uh, here's your hat, and uh, off you go, have a nice life. And she said, well, don't I get more severance because I've been with you for 30 years? And the answer was, you don't get severance after the age of 65, which was just a brilliant answer on this employee's uh, you know, reply, which, of course, is absolute and utter BS. We know that. You know that. And we had a good chuckle of it on the show one time. But it just goes to show that, you know, if you listen to this show, don't take 
the employer's word as gospel when it comes to being let go because this this employer was dead serious. They thought, no, after 65, I don't have to give you severance. And, of course, it didn't turn out that way after she got almost a year and a half pay from this uh, from this employer. So it's interesting. I think it speaks to the fact that people should call you if they have any, uh, any doubts about what they've been told, if they've been let go or if they're uh, part of an aging workforce. Again, it's 1-855-821-5900 to reach out anytime we're not on the air. But phone lines are open, 416-870-6400. And something you talked about off the top, and that is temporary layoffs, what you need to know. Um, we just kind of we kind of ran into it, assuming people know exactly what it is. So down to the basics, really, what is a temporary layoff, and how is it different than, say, a regular termination of employment? Okay, so <clears throat> a regular termination of employment, let's start with that, probably easier. Very straightforward. If you're terminated from your job, your employer says, I don't want you here anymore permanently. We don't need you. Your job is over. You're never going mm-hmm. back. I mean, I, some, I guess in the future they could theoretically rehire you, but the vast, vast, vast majority of the time, you're done. And when you're terminated, you get a severance. A temporary layoff is a situation where your employer is saying, look, we don't need you for right now. We're not getting rid of you. We want you to remain employed, but we just don't need you for a specific period of time. And after that period of time, we're going to recall you back to work. So that's obviously implied with the word temporary. So mm-hmm. if you're put on a temporary layoff, it's only temporary. At some point, you will be back. So is an employer allowed to lay off an employee temporarily? And what can an employee do if they have been temporarily laid off? I mean, this is so important now, especially in the, these uh, you know COVID-19 times, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're seeing more temporary layoffs than than we've ever seen, you know, at an exponential rate. It's not even close. Um, The the answer to the question is employer allowed to lay off an employee temporarily. The vast majority of the time, that answer is no. Okay, most employees are not allowed to be put on a temporary layoff. And the only times where an employer is able to do so is one if you ever signed an employment contract as an employee and in that contract it expressly states the employer has the right to put you on a temporary layoff in accordance with the employment standards act so that's number one and that's very rare we you act we actually don't see that very often i anticipate newer contracts and i've already seen already um you're we're going to see this way more often right and uh you know, it's funny, too, because before COVID started, I'd talk to certain people and, you know, most often you'd see temporary layoffs in the context of, of typically like labor settings, manufacturing settings where, sure. you know, things are up and down and, and the volume of work is up and down. But, you know, if you look at, you know, a marketing job or an advertising job, you, you very seldom see those individuals put on a temporary layoff. It's very seldom in their contract, but now it's happening. So I would expect that a lot of people, regardless of their job, regardless of their position, how senior they are, they're going to start seeing this in new contracts. And the quickly, the second way that you can be put on a temporary layoff is if you've been put on them many times before in the past and you haven't said anything about them, you've accepted them. Then the employer can take the position, well, we've done it a bunch of times in the past, it's created a right to do it in the future. But again, that's the, the, the far, far, far... Um, you know, the very few cases uh, deal with either of those things. So the vast majority of the time, an employer cannot and is not allowed to put an employee on a temporary layoff. 
Again, questions are here. The uh, phone line's wide open for you for the remainder of the show. It is 416-870-6400. Talking about the uh, good old temporary layoff. So how much severance is an employee laid off and temporarily uh, entitled to receive? Well, if the individual is placed on a temporary layoff and the employer did not have the right to do so, which is the vast majority of cases, they're entitled to the same severance that an individual is entitled to if they are just permanently terminated from their job. The analysis is no different. So you're, you're going to be entitled to the same severance based on your age, your length of service, your position, and how hard it's going to be for you to find a new job in your field. You know, I, I was going to ask you, you know, when is the temporary layoff allowed? But you already you kind of explained it. I mean, is this something that you would see now, assuming the employee has not done this before uh, to the employee? Um, it's not in their contract. Is this something that if someone's starting a new job and there is temporary layoff language in the new contract, is this something that they could come to you and say, you know what, new? I've heard your show. This isn't sitting well with me. Is there a chance we can negotiate this part out of it? And if so, is that something that an employer is likely to say, yeah, you know what, we just put that in there. We were told to or by, uh, by our legal team. We'll get it out of there because we want you to have this job. Can you negotiate that term of uh, a contract out generally? You had much success with that? It's very situational. It's hard to it's hard to give generalities when it comes to yeah. <clears throat> specific terms of people's contracts. Um, I mean, theoretically, any term in an employee's contract they could try to negotiate. It could be your pay, it could be your bonus, uh, your benefits package, how many weeks vacation. It, it really could be a, a vast assortment of things. So, <clears throat> when it comes to a temporary layoff. By all means, for sure, if if an employee comes to me, I can work with the company and try to get that provision out of their contract. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to, you know, how competitive, you know, the job is. I mean, if there's 25 qualified people applying for the same job and Mm -hmm. you know that as an employee, it's up to you to make that assessment. Do I want to push back on certain things knowing that it could fall apart or do I not or what do I want to do, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's very situational. If you're an employee that is hired for a very specific job and you have a very specific skill set that you know only you bring to the table, it's far more likely you could get rid of uh, a bunch of restrictive provisions of your contract. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. You know, the, the the scenario you just mentioned with a bunch of people in line for the same gig, I guess on the opposite end of that is you've gone through three or four interviews. It's down to you and maybe one other person. They really want you. Obviously, they've spent the time with HR. You say, you know what, can we just kick this temporary layoff thing off my uh, my potential contract? You probably have a fairly good uh, chance of them saying, yeah, you know what, we've gone through this far with you. We've burned a lot of steam. Let's just take it to the uh, over the finish line. Let's get to a, a phone call here. 416-870-6400 is the way you do that. Get to uh, to Mark. Hey, Mark, good evening. Good evening, guys. Great show, and uh, thank you for doing what you do. Um, yeah, thanks, brother. What's on your mind? Very quick question. Just want to know, uh, can Leora, can you um, extend your help to Quebec residents? Good question. Uh, very good question. So currently, as of now, Uh, We currently operate in Ontario and British Columbia. So right now our lawyers are not called to the bar in Quebec. I mean, there are some instances where someone might reside in Quebec, but they're employed by uh, um, an, an employer from Ontario or an employer from BC, and the contract is governed by Ontario law or Quebec law, and we could likely help out with that. But if it's something related specifically to the to the law in Quebec, 
we're not currently suited to help out with that. If you do have a specific problem or you know someone that has a specific problem, we do have a great referral base and we can help you out uh, get directed to the right person. So feel free to contact me after the show or contact, you know, I, I just contact me directly. I'll, I'll help you out with something. Mark, appreciate your time. Good question, too. I don't think we've ever been asked that one. Uh, to reach out to, to Andrew afterwards, no problem. You know the email, probably help at employmentlawyer.ca and one 855 But right here, right now, on the radio, 416-870-6400 is the way. Vanessa, thanks for uh, for standing by for a moment. Good evening. How are you? Hi, thank you. Um, my name is Vanessa, and I've been put on a temporary wage reduction with... Um, and it, there's no, like, it just says it's indefinite. And I just want to know what, what the, the rule was with that and what the law states about that. Great question. Yeah, very good question. <clears throat> You're not alone here. This is something we see absolutely all the time. So what's important for you? It, do you mind me asking how much the wage reduction is in terms of a percentage? Um, it's about 15 to 20%. Yeah, so... You know, you don't have any obligation to accept a temporary wage reduction, okay, um, at all. But if you want to for the time being, that's your choice. If you don't want to, you could potentially claim, again, what's called constructive dismissal, and you can treat it as a termination and pursue some severance. So you can, you can give us a call after the show, and we could set you up for a consultation to really go through um, what that would look like. But at minimum... If I were you, I would make it very clear to your company that you do not accept this wage reduction indefinitely. If you're willing to do it for a month or the next six weeks or something, make that very clear that there's an end date in sight. Because if you don't, they might try to take the position that this is now your new wage. And you definitely do not want that to happen, okay? Okay. And so what if we did? Si- I did sign um, saying that I accept it indefinitely? Well, I mean... I think there's probably indefinite is is really not not feasible. I mean, the idea, I'm sure it said somewhere on the paper that due to COVID, our business has suffered and blah blah blah. Does it say all that stuff on there? You know what? I do have to revisit the letter that I got. I remember it being very short, um, just a few words saying, you know, this is it from the start date. It's indefinite, and then that's it. But I do have to revisit it. Yeah, I mean, definite, indefinite, and temporary. Are, are like polar opposites, okay? So okay. something that's indefinite is not temporary. So based on the fact that you might have signed something, at minimum it has to be temporary and it has to be reasonable. The thought can't be that they do it forever. So, I mean, I would have to take a look at these documents specifically to find out what's going on. But at minimum, if I were you, I'd follow up with the company, see when they're going to reinstate it. And if you have concerns and you want to pursue something further, by all means, uh, you know, John's given out the number a whole bunch of times tonight. I'm sure he'll do it many more times. And give us a call, and we can try to help you out and, and walk you through what that would look like on your end, okay? But we'd have to review the documents and, and all that stuff. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I You're appreciate very it. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, thanks, Vanessa, for your time. And, again, to give it to you, uh, again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That would be the number. The email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Don't wait on that. Send it along and uh, get even uh, more answers. 416-870-6400. Rob, you are up next. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, I work for a car dealership where I've been temporarily laid off due to COVID. They've been uh, since March. 
They've been reopened for about two, two and a half months now, but I haven't been called back while most everybody else has. How long do I have to wait before I can ask for or it's considered a constructive dismissal? Um, but, but the caveat is I already have another job because I wasn't going to rely on CERB. So okay. how long would I have? So, I mean, you could pursue a constructive dismissal claim right now. You don't have to wait at all, okay? So you can go after that right now, <clears throat> um, and, and we'd be happy to help. But like, like, I don't know if you're listening to the, the outset of the show, but if you decide not to pursue that now, they have to reinstate you by September 8th um, because the emergency order is now over. So you can pursue the constructive dismissal claim now. You can give us a call. We can talk to you about setting you up and, and, and going down that road and what that would look like. And in the alternative, um, they should be recalling you and reinstating you by September 8th. So you could follow up with them. You can let them know, hey, the emergency leave is order over. I'd like to know when I'll be recalled. Now, if I have no interest in going back, I can <clears throat> pursue the constructive dismissal right now? If you have no interest in going back, you can pursue the constructive dismissal. But here's the thing, and I'm, I won't get into it in too much detail, but... If you're earning money in a new job already, that's going to impact your severance entitlements a bit, okay? Um, depending on what you're earning. So what I'd recommend is, you know, I don't, I don't wanna get into all the details right now on the air, but give us a call and we could run through the numbers and look at, you know, what your severance is worth after accounting for money you're making in the new job. And you can kind of make the decision, is this an economically viable thing for me to do? Does this make sense? Awesome. Fantastic. I will be giving you guys a call uh, hopefully tomorrow then. For sure. Excellent. Well done, Rob. Nicely done uh, making the call through. It was a... Uh... A smart couple minutes of your time for sure. That number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Make the call and uh, follow up with an email as well. That would be help at employmentlawyer.ca. Still got some time here. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred is the number to use. Going to get a, uh, an email here from Frank. Frank says uh, I've been a real estate agent, uh, Andrew, uh, with a mid-sized firm for the last five years. My boss just told me yesterday that they have to cut me loose because of COVID-19, despite the fact that the office is busier than ever. They won't provide me with severance because I was an independent contractor. Should I apply for EI? Well, it's a great question by Frank. <clears throat> I actually think the real question is, do yep. I have a severance entitlement? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, another thing we talk about all the time on the show is just because they call you an independent contractor on paper or just because you signed a document saying you're an independent contractor or just because instead of being on the payroll you're paid through a, you know a corporation you set up through an HST account none of that means that you're an independent contractor for the purpose of employment law right yep. so the the real question would be you know for if, if Frank does he work full time for the real estate agency? Um, does he make all his money from this one source? Uh, you know, are they providing the tools? Are they providing him his computer, his phone, things of that nature? And you know, if, if these questions start to uh, be answered in a manner that looks like, oh, they're actually closer to an employee than a contractor, Frank should really be asking, am I entitled to a severance? Because the overwhelming likelihood is is that he is. So. Frank should, you know, and, he, and EI is not going to necessarily cover him if he's an independent contractor. Right. Uh, 
he could apply for the CERB benefit. They are changing the EI rules right now that the CERB benefit's coming to an end. So he might be able to apply in the future. But I think what Frank really should concern himself with is uh, seeing if really, in effect, he's he would be considered an employee at law and should can pursue a severance package, which would be worth a hell of a lot more than the EI. Yeah, no kidding. To get a, another call in here, we've got a few minutes to go. Don, uh, thanks for standing by. What's uh, what's going on in your world tonight? Hey, Don. We got Don. We got no Don. Okay, we'll move on to uh, Caroline. Hi, Caroline. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? We're uh, fantastic. What's on your mind? I have a question. I think I know the answer, but I'd like to just verify. Okay. What, do you, sure. what do you do when you're in a position where you know the financial situation of a company? You're very few employees. There's been no uh, temporary layoffs, but you're watching the money go down and nothing coming in. And you're thinking that there would not be enough money for any type of severance. Do you have a leg to stand on? Well, sorry, go, go ahead, John. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say it's a, it's an interesting question. What do you think? Yeah, it is an interesting question, and it, it's a very sad reality. Really, there are a lot of companies struggling, especially those with few employees. So, Caroline, we we certainly sympathize. Um, the reality is, until a company actually goes bankrupt and and has no money and that's papered they will owe you a severance okay so even though they're struggling if you do get let go you you can still pursue your severance package the only concern would be if there is a bankruptcy um that could be problematic because they'd owe their secured creditors uh money before before you unfortunately as an employee um the the answer is if you are let go you want to start a claim as soon as humanly possible. You do not want to sit on it. You want to get the claim in the door before the situation gets worse, uh, and you want to try to resolve the thing as quickly as possible. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. I, know, I, I feel it does. I, I just feel like, you know, there's no squeezing, squeezing blood from a stone, right? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes your, your, your spidey sense is going off, but you just got to kind of sit and hit and hope, I guess, right? Just wait to see what happens to her. Uh, I think we'll try to get Don on here before we uh, wrap for the night. Hi, Don, you're back. How are you? Oh, hi. Good, thanks. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? Oh, thanks a lot for taking my question. You bet. Uh, a quick question. I don't know if you can help me. Uh, I was happily employed over here for over 10 years when a company based in the U.S. Co- contacted me for a job, full-time job opportunity with them. I signed up with them, and I joined them, and I began expanding their customer base in the GTA. But later on, my immediate supervisor, he told me that um, all these high net worth clients that I had should be transferred to his friend who had a parallel company set up. I refused, and so they terminated my services. Um, I didn't get, I worked with them for over 13, 14 years, and um, I didn't get a cent in uh, severance because they said uh, my contract says I am an independent contractor and um, there was nothing in the contract that said so clearly mentioning I'm an independent contractor but every year they would give me a, a T5 or whatever you call it that shows that are in the independent contractor and that's so that's no severance and nothing at all but I spent a lot of my money and a lot of my time I used to work 15 hour days seven days a week trying to develop the business and expanding the show but 
I got nothing in return. And then all my clients were the company's clients, and I've left to nothing. Okay, Don. Gotcha. Don, we yeah. got it. Unfortunately, we're running to, running out of time here towards the end, but. It sounds to me like you're actually an employee, not an independent contractor. If you worked as many hours as you're saying you, you did, give us a call, set up a consultation. Uh, definitely let's try to get you some severance, 100%. Don, appreciate it. That's where we'll wrap it for tonight. You want to reach out now to Andrew Lior, a member of the team. Do not hesitate, honestly. Make a, make a phone call. Send an email. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, one 855 821-5900. You have the option of pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. We're back here Wednesday night in the weekend shows and, of course, on the Employment Law Show on TV on Saturday and Sunday mornings on Global TV and CTV as well. Do not go anywhere. On Point Returns, Alex Pearson coming right back for the rest of your evening. Hang out for that. It's uh, Employment Law Show. Till next time on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.